welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose, and maybe I can even talk here. Yes, today we're doing a special Facebook Live simulcast for many of you, so you can watch us behind the scenes and send us your comments on our Living the Miracle radio Facebook page. While you listen to the good audio broadcast as usual from voiceamerica.com empowerment channel and it's free many of you are in some degree of quarantine due to the COVID-19 pandemic in various parts of the world as we currently are as well here in Sacramento California USA we're happy that you can join us for our episode about Miracles with Animals, from your homes most anywhere in the world. And for those who are listening somewhere down the road in the future, today is March 25th, 2020. Hmm. And this is, uh, what is this about the fifth or sixth day we're actually in real quarantine, right? Well, we're not in quarantine per se, we're in lockdown. Lockdown, (laughs) we can still go out and grocery shop, but it's recommended we don't do much more than that outside the home. And lucky for us, we do a lot of our work out of our home, so that's a good thing. Well, it's especially times like now when we're challenged as a global society that we need to turn to miracles. If we forget about miracles when our life is business as usual, then it's extraordinary situations like the one we're in as a whole society that forces us to turn inward to the much deeper wellspring of true spirit creativity. Where, what, or to whom we turn when we're exhausted, when we've exhausted traditional or known solutions to a problem. We need a miracle. In fact, we need a whole slew of miracles. And what are we to do when we need miracles? Is there a miracle vending machine we can go to? When we want to watch a movie, we can opt for video on demand. For a good book, we can have books on demand or audio books on demand. If there's some, is there some sort of miracle on demand service for us in this world? Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. We can't demand miracles, but we can ask for a solution or healing that we may have no clue about what that may actually look like. Isn't a big part of what we might call a miracle the experience of a great and unexpected resolution or healing? Definitely when we are facing a challenging situation in our lives or a major problem that needs to be solved, if something unexpected happens to bring about a wonderful resolution, we'd say it's a miracle, right? It's a miracle. Yay. Even when we aren't experiencing some big challenge or problem, if something wonderful happens completely by surprise and seemingly with no discernible cause and effect relationship to bring us to a new level of joy and understanding, 
that would be a miracle as well. Most of the news currently has had something to do with the viral pandemic. Many of us are asking for a miracle that would first bring about a speedy healing of both the individuals who have been infected and the continuing spread of the contagion. But even more than that, we need a miracle that would help us as a humanity to transform our global society so that we can all live in greater health and prosperity together. Human beings are a social species. We are not meant to live in isolation. To bring about the miracles that we need as a society to bring about a larger global healing and wellness, we each need to shift our focus from what we think the problem is to looking at the solution. That is where so many people get lost. They assume that if they don't already know exactly what the solution is, they can't look at the solution. What would they look at? Yet, this is how we each can help to bring about miracles by reclaiming our certainty in spirit, in the limitless creativity and power of spirit, and look at the blank canvas of the solution and see what appears on it for us. Some of us will see what may appear to be a very small first or next step that we can do ourselves, like washing hands. Others of us may see a potential major breakthrough in how to heal ourselves from this pandemic. It's not important what we each may discover looking at the solution. What is important is that we see what is correct and beneficial for each of us to follow through as our next steps towards bringing about the full resolution. As we each have our own miracles and follow through on them, we will together pave the way for others to discover their own steps. Spirit is undivided and limitless. All our answers are within us in spirit. If we each discover and act upon our piece of the grand puzzle, the whole society will heal and benefit. Yes, and what does that mean when spirit is one, undivided, limitless, eternal? Huh. Well, that's looking at the solution, isn't it? You know, if I'm going to look at a solution, especially of a major problem, difficult problem, I'm not going to be looking at the most limited situations. I'm not going to look at what's all already broken and divided. I'm looking at what's whole, what never changes, what's always true, what's always beneficial. And so I keep my attention, my focus, my inner focus because 24-7, even while we're sleeping, we're always looking to something, looking at something. What's, what are you looking at in your mind at any given time? Are you looking at, God, I got this problem. I got this problem. I got this problem. This is a bad problem. This is a terrible problem. Or huh, are you looking, once you recognize, hey, we do have a problem. Okay, great. We got a problem. What's the most important thing? Pointing fingers and blaming other people or who did it, why, and how come? Well, there's certain parts for that to solve, technically. But the first and most important thing is immediately start to look at the solution. Yeah. Because when it's all said and done, isn't that what each and every one of us is seeking? 
the solution, the healing. Okay, it's not just let's let's get everything back on track and go back to business as usual. Do we really want to go back to business as usual? No, I don't think so. <laughs> because business as usual previously is what brought about a lot, all the conditions that we are having difficulty with now around the world. So we want to start looking at, okay, let's look at the solution, the new step. What do we, what do we need to look at as the new step to take if we're going to progress as humanity, as a society. Well, everything we know already, everyone knows this, right? From spiritual people to scientific people to technological people, everyone knows everything here is energy. And if everything here is energy, that also means everything here is consciousness. Energy is consciousness, and consciousness is energy. You can't separate the two. They're one and the same, maybe two sides of the same coin. So as we change our consciousness, each and every one of us changes our consciousness, we change the energy we're at. Yeah, we're all vibrating energies. And so when we change what we have in our mind, Huh, our energy changes. On the other side, if we decide, you know, I'm in a lousy energy. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm not in a very good energy space. Okay. Do I want to stay there? No, I want to change my energy. Ding. Okay. I changed my energy. I'm at a different vibration. Huh. Not only do I feel better, but, oh, I'm not thinking the same thoughts I was thinking before, right? Yeah. When you're at a different energy, you don't have certain kinds of thoughts. It doesn't even come up. Okay. So when you change your energy, you change your consciousness. When you change your consciousness, you change your energy. And you're changing your mind. And that's what consciousness is, isn't it? It's the mind. A lot of times we think of it in terms of my mind and your mind, and that's okay. That's what consciousness are you at and what consciousness am I at. But when you really look at consciousness, it's not divided either. It's only divided in relationship to us, each of us deciding. Oh, you don't know what I'm thinking. You don't know what I'm conscious of. You don't know where I'm vibrating. Want to make a bet? (laughs) And that's the part where we start to become so-called psychic, right? More psychic, more aware as souls, more aware on a spirit level, more aware of energy. And people often think that, you know, gee, that's kind of creepy if somebody could read my mind. It's only creepy if what you have in your mind you get creeped out by. (laughs) (laughs) This is where that practice of quote-unquote transparency, even in the mind, uh, is a good one. It is. Because, you know, I had to deal with that long time ago when I was young, uh, just in my early 20s. I'm going, oh, yeah, I'm living in a fishbowl. 
not only is technology getting to that place where you're under surveillance. If you're doing anything that somebody wants to keep track of, you're under surveillance. And now with social media and everything and the satellites up there, well, all kinds of surveillance, right, on every level. Then, on top of all of that, what was I doing starting from when I was 21? Teaching psychics <laughs> and teaching people not only just psychics but teaching clairvoyance teaching people to become more aware if i'm teaching people that and i'm successful guess what do you think i'm going to be able to hide stuff from other people especially students. my students if, if they're doing any well any any good they're they're going to be able to go hey michael's you know, saying one thing and thinking another thing. He's coming from one place, but he's acting like he's coming from a different place. So I have to really decide, oh, yeah, can I have a secret? Then I start to look at, well, what? why would anybody want to keep a secret? And I start to look at, oh, either because they're, a criminal and they're doing something illegal and they don't want anybody to know or they're just manipulative and they want to they're a con artist so to speak and uh, even if what they're doing might not be classified as a uh, against the law and a crime because it's just done on personal type levels but they're still they're manipulating and in order to manipulate each other you have to hide make secrets Right. If the person that you're trying to manipulate knows exactly what you're doing, <laughs> then there's no manipulation. They could just laugh at you or you just are ashamed of something. You're embarrassed, even just a lightly embarrassed about something. Then then you don't want somebody to know about it. So I'm looking at all of this stuff and I go, OK, do I want to waste all my energy trying to cover up stuff like that? And I decided no, I, I have better things to do. So if you want to look, go ahead and look. <laughs> uh, so everything is energy. And, and um, even if we're collectively, you know, each an individual, as individuals, we're, we're isolated by, by law, if you will, by some kind of a mandate, isolating ourselves physically. We're never isolated in spirit. We're never isolated energetically, right? And, and in fact, we, we are able to even physically see each other like you're looking at us right now, <laughs> those of you on Facebook. And you're hearing us physically, those of you tuning in on voiceamerica.com. Uh, and so we could even stay touch on a physical level at a distance, but spiritually and on a psychic level, energy level, it never is divided. Only in our own individual minds is it divided. And that's that division. When we decide, we imagine that, oh, you're so far, you're 3,000 miles away from me physically, so we're isolated. We're not together. I can't tell where you're at. I, I, I can't hear you. I can't see you. And all of that stuff, physically, therefore, 
we're not together, we're divided. That's just imagination. When you free up that imagination and you go, oh, I don't have to imagine that we're isolated. I can have the truth that we're one spirit. We're not divided. We can't, as spirit, it's never divided. Okay, so what does that mean? That means we just claim a certain portion of the mind to ourselves just to have, you know, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I would like, and I'm creating this. You don't have to do that. That's fine. The mind is big enough for that. All of consciousness is big enough to handle all that we would like to create. So we give each other space to just have your own things going on in that portion of the mind. But that doesn't mean we can't look at and go, oh, so that's what you're doing. Great. I can give you permission to do that. I support you. I cheer you on. Yay. (laughs) So we do that all the time. And as long as we uh, learn to relinquish the judgments, the competition, the guilt and blame we tend to hold in our mind, then once we let that go, oh, those artificial divisions start to disappear and out of that space of wholeness, as we're keeping our attention on the solution, yeah, the miracle starts to happen. Things that you couldn't think of, didn't even imagine. Now, how can a virus that's going on a certain way all of a sudden disappear? It can happen. And the funny thing is, it seems to be, statistics I read this morning, seems to show it's slowing down. In the places where the uh, outbreak happens, uh, happened already, ah, it's slowing down. The spread is slowing down. So something's working. Well, our first break is coming up with everything going on in the world today. We wanted to offer you even more inspiration and guidance for these times. So we are currently planning a special teleseminar event for the weekend of Saturday, May 2nd and Sunday, May 3rd in lieu of our ordinary in-person seminar weekend in Los Angeles. Of course, we're not living in ordinary times and we want to make it extraordinary for people. Please watch for our announcements about this special May weekend teleseminar event in our newsletters, social media posts, and on our website, as well as on our upcoming radio shows. And by the way, if you want to friend Michael and I individually on our Facebook sites, besides our radio show site, please uh, drop us a note on the IM to let us know you heard about us through this radio show. Anyway, we will return in a couple of minutes to continue with Miracles with Animals, and I promise we will get to the subject of Miracles with Animals. See you in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready to face changes in your life? For many, that answer might be no, not yet, or never. Whether positive or negative, moving forward or stepping back, change is the one important constant in our life. 
Learn how to deal with change on A New You with host Liz Tupling. The show will help you move through personal transformation by providing a GPS, if you will, to guide you on the journey to your better self. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Put something special into your weekend. Listen to Living Your Limitless Life with host Carol Deshane, the founder of Connect to Joy. You can transform your life with new ways of looking at joy, peace, freedom, and prosperity, as well as guided meditations and visualizations. It's time to break free from your limitations and create the best vision of your life. What better time than the weekend or right now on demand? Living Your Limitless Life can be heard Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Noon Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you all back. Let's continue with miracles with animals and as you know we haven't exactly been talking about miracles with animals yet but we will Uh, Michael just wanted to have a few more thoughts about what he was talking about earlier since we are in this very unusual situation (laughs) with the worldwide uh, viral pandemic pandemic yes and you know so many good things are happening as a result of it even though it's really difficult for the people who are in the front lines, having to deal with this personally, whether they're infected or they're caregivers and, and uh, uh, giving care to those who are in most need of help. And but, we thank all those who are the caretakers. We know what risks you're taking and we really appreciate you. Yes. And this is part of what it is when we start to look at things on the, as a whole, as, as all of spirit. Everything that each one of us does is going to help in the total level of bringing about miracles. And, and this is why we have our show, not just this one, but our regular show is, is all about living the miracle. Because the more each and every one starts to realize, oh, they're part of the miracle. They're part of the wholeness of spirit. And the less divided we are the more the miracle starts to happen. And although in this particular situation that's focused on the COVID-19 virus, and some scientists claim that the virus is said to have originated in nature, something in nature, it just naturally came about. What brought about the karmic cycle of the pandemic with this virus is completely human consciousness and action. Mother Nature doesn't need a virus to spread through the human community to maintain itself unless humanity is producing things that's killing Mother Nature off, so to speak, or harming Mother Nature. 
But something like this is often needed for us as the community of humanity to learn how to work in harmony with Mother Nature and all of her life forms here on this planet so that we won't need a global and collective wake-up call like this pandemic again to change the way we live together here. Everything's a lesson here. Each and every one of us is here to learn. And so, especially when major crises, major conditions come about and things that we don't know much about, it's new in some way. It's a wake-up call, and we have to learn something. Now, if we look at how much the air and water quality in certain highly polluted places have improved from the various lockdowns and quarantines instituted in various cities and states and countries, in a very short period of time, this partial to complete shutdown of major pollution-making activities around the world has brought about incredible transformation, improvement. But if we just go back to, oh, just because, you know, things cleared up a bit, we go, yay, that's much better. Business back to usual. Oh, we can't afford to go back to the way things were that produced all of this in the first place, produces the climate change, produces pollution, toxicity, and disease. Ah, we have to move forward and discover what the new solution is, what our new steps are for each and every one of us. How can we learn to live together more harmoniously? And one of the ways we can do that is by turning to Mother Nature. Because Mother Nature, ah, if you see everything else in nature, yeah, sure, they kill each other for food and this and that, but not the way humans do. They might pollute in certain ways, but not the way humans do. And left alone, nature seems to do pretty well. Takes care of itself. <laughs> Takes care of itself. And everybody just does what they do and things get done. So we're going to, today, part of why we wanted to have this show on miracles with animals is because animals are great represent, representatives of Mother Nature. And we got a lot to learn from animals as humanity. So take your, take your pick of what kind of animals you love most. <laughs> and we wanted to share with you a few of the miracles we've experienced with our relationships with various animals, domesticated, as well as wild. Well, one of the things that I realized many, many years ago before I ever had my psychic training was that I could communicate with my dog. And it was long before the term animal communication actually came into being. I thought it was rather unusual, but um, it was an unusual circumstance, which I thought was quite a bit of a miracle because um, I think I was maybe 22 at the time and my dog and I, my dog's name was Raya, a female half coyote 
half German Shepherd mixed dog. The two of us had been in a very serious car crash together, and I didn't realize it until three or four days later that she was actually injured in that crash. And I should have because where the car hit me was right where she was laying behind my seat in the van. And she started to communicate to me when she was going to have an epileptic attack as she started having epilepsy really badly. And um, I was very worried about her. And she would actually pop in my head before she'd even walk in the room, I'm in trouble, help me. And that to me was a real miracle is, hey, we can communicate with animals. We can talk to them. And we can even talk to wild animals, although... Uh, don't do this at home if you're <laughs> the least bit not certain about what you're doing. Um, but, of course, when Michael and I have spoken of this many times, when we were living in Mount Shasta, I realized that we were in mountain lion territory, and I was actually quite terrified of the mount, mountain lions. And so asking Archangel Michael day after day for help and protection, <laughs> he finally said, okay, I heard you the first time. <laughs> I have to say that to people a lot of times. I heard you the first time when you requested that or told me that. Well, he told me that if ever a mountain lion would be in the area, he would let me know. And eventually there was a situation where there were two of them, actually three in the neighborhood. And he did tell me in the most fun way. But meanwhile, I did my part too. I started learning to say hello to the mountain lions that lived around us. And what I would do, rather than calling to Archangel Michael like a victim, oh, I don't want to be eaten by a mountain lion, I actually would um, say hello to the mountain lions in the area and tell them I was coming out and to please step away while I was walking the dog in the neighborhood And the days that I actually felt the mountain lions in the area, I would get reports from the neighbors, oh, yeah, there was a mountain lion that came through. Yeah. One of the greatest things living in and around nature, like we did for 15 years in Mount Shasta, one of my favorite miracle stories with animals in the wild is I was meditating on the back deck. We had a nice back deck overlooking the forest. And um, this mother deer uh, with her two new babies, or two new babies, yeah, came. And the babies are still just rickety legs and just barely, you know, wobbling around. And she came and I was in meditation with my eyes closed and I felt this attention. And I opened my eyes and she's right below the deck looking right at me with the two little ones right next to her and saying, I just had these babies. (laughs) And I said, wow, congratulations. And it's really wonderful that, you know, you brought them to see, meet me. And she said, I like to, you know, have a safe place to uh, raise my babies until they're ready to go on their own. And I said, well, this place, other than the mountain lions occasionally, and sometimes a uh, uh, black bear or two, but generally it's completely safe. And on a people level, on humans, nobody's going to shoot you. Nobody's going to come chase after you or harm you in any way. Uh, this is our property, and and you're welcome here anytime. And and there's plenty to eat. Uh, we have bowls of water 
natural um, like fountains and bowls of water and a pond in the back in the front yard for you to drink from and cool off in and everything. So you're welcome to come with your babies. And she goes, okay, thank you. And and then she just told the little babies and we're going to hang out here. And they ate some and then the babies just rickety around for a little while. She started to come back with them twice a day, every day, sometimes three times. Huh. Morning and then later afternoon, early evening kind of a thing. And uh, But about, what was it, a few days later, she brought another friend, another mother uh, deer with three little ones <laughs> and introduced them all. Again, I was in meditation in the back uh, deck. So, so that started this absolutely beautiful relationship. And they'll come, both families would come. And while the little ones were starting to grow up and be able to run around, they come, they eat, they drink. And then the kids would just run around the back, uh, right past the backyard is, is open uh, forest land, except not a, it's not densely uh, forested. It's plenty of space to just run around to your heart's content, large area. So I got to watch them grow up like that. And over the course of time, the mother with the two little ones uh, went away after the little ones grew up. And then, but then the mother with the three little ones, the mother went away, as they normally do when the kids are grown up. And the three kids turned out to be one female deer and and two uh, boy deer. And they grew up together for quite a while. And they come every day just like usual without the mama. They just come and they eat in the front grass and drink from the pond, come around the side. There's some bushes and things they like to hang out in and eat some stuff there and then go to the backyard. They love the stuff that was growing around the yard, uh, right outside the lawn. And so they'd eat all those things and then go out and run around in the back sometimes and then disappear until they come back later on in the day. This happened every day I was home. I saw them at least once, if not twice. And a lot of times when I was indoors in my office working, they'll come right up to the window and look inside the window and say hello. It was absolutely amazing. And the most amazing one was quite a bit later, as I saw the boys growing up and the, and the girl disappeared by herself and then the boys kept coming for a little bit with their antlers growing and growing and growing until they start to have a fairly, you know, not full, but uh, a, a good, uh, what do you call it, a rack. But um, then they disappeared for a while. Uh, I don't know how long it was. It was quite a while. They were gone. So I thought they all naturally left and went to uh, yeah. greener pastures, so or to speak. their own territories. Yeah, their own territories. <laughs> But one day I was taking my long walk and I was coming back home. And as I came close to our property, our front of the property, on the bushes on the, my right side, I heard this thump, 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 thump. And I thought, oh, not a bear, probably some deer or something, but it's big, big and heavy foot. And then as I was walking along, all of a sudden, I felt this incredible rush of power. And 
from these high bushes, these two magnificent stags, two of them side by side with a full rack, flew out of these bushes, went over the entire street that I was walking on in front of me, and flew over almost to the entire width of the the street, and I realized those are the two brothers. And they came to say goodbye because they were on, going on their way to wherever they go. And they went across in front of me. They jumped about a foot and a half to two feet in front of me. So I can feel them and see them right in front of my face. Uh, They were amazing. And when they crossed over to the other side of the street, they went through our front yard as usual, across the side, and then in through the back, through the forest, and they, that was the last time I saw them. So that was an amazing uh, uh, time I got to experience these deer growing up. And uh, the, so the communication and it, the, the relationship is the miracle. It was just such an amazing healing. Yep, and I think they were saying thank you and goodbye, which is really pretty incredible. Yes. Well, one time we had uh, a medium coming to visit us, uh, Philip Burley, if you know him, I believe he's down in Lake Forest these days doing his work. Um, But he was coming, and one of his guides was uh, one called, a Native American called Running Deer. And for the three days prior to his arrival, there was... Uh, running deer all over the neighborhood coming <laughs> right out in front of me and it, it was like nobody else saw him but when I was walking because why we were out in the neighborhood a lot we, we were always walking our wonderful dog our great Pyrenees Shanti um, and she was always happy to uh, be host to <laughs> to us connecting with nature which was wonderful because a lot of times other animals would show up that were more symbolic to us, like, for instance, the deer running around that represented this Native American who was saying hello. And I felt the hello from the Native American being when these deer were coming around because they didn't always show themselves at that yes. time. And when we were in Colorado, it was horse country. Uh, but uh, that reminded me when Crazy Horse, the spirit of Crazy Horse used to hang out and come around and we'd have our little chats. Uh, when that was happening, I ran into a lot of horses in the neighborhood. And um, then also uh, one of the things that happens is wherever we go, here we're living in the middle of the city. We're living in uh, um, Sacramento and uh, the capital of California. Anyway, our backyard, well, we had a skunk uh female skunk and probably her little ones growing up underneath our house for the first, what, eight months that we mm-hmm. were here. And then they finally all left. And um, uh, they were the most precious. I mean, skunks are, you know, <laughs> I think they'll they'll stop the virus spread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just all you need is a skunk to get people to social distance, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we're at our second break now, and we wanted to let you know that the next teleclass in our ongoing teleclass series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, will be given on Saturday, April 25th from 10 to 12 Pacific time in the morning. 
The upcoming class will be on your clear audience. Knock, knock, who's there? We'll cover your psychic ability to hear your angels, spirit guides, and spirit friends on the other side. You'll learn simple but powerful psychic tools to help you expand your range of communication to include those who are not incarnated in a physical form. You can find all the details on our website, michaeltamora.com, and call our office at 530-926-2650. Speak to our wonderful assistant, Noel, and to sign up during our normal business hours, Pacific Time, Monday to Friday. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of Miracles with Animals. See you in a couple minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is an amazing way to help you be you. Join host Dr. Deborah Egerton as she helps you to see how exploring the Enneagram helps you understand why you do the things you do. Understanding yourself can strengthen relationships, offer new perspectives, and help you live the life you were intended to live. You'll look at different aspects of your life in a whole new light. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is broadcast live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. We've been enjoying exploring all kinds of miracles with animals. Well, as many of you know... Animals sometimes show up just at the right time for the right healing. Sometimes it's a new dog or just an animal that shows up when a child is in trouble and gets help and that sort of thing. Well, I had an instance like that, but it wasn't desperate um, help that I needed. It was just a particular type of healing, and that is um, back when Michael and I were living in Colorado, Uh, Like he said, we lived in horse country, and a lot of our neighbors had horses, and I personally never had a great connection with horses since I was about 12 because a friend of mine was thrown off a horse and killed. And so I had a, let's say, a deep respect for horses and of their beauty and 
their capabilities, but I was a little, I've been a little afraid of them most of my life. And even when I tried to ride a horse or two over the years, it didn't work out very well for me <laughs> because they can sense fear. Oh, yeah. So one day I was walking Iko, uh, who was our Akita dog, through the neighborhood, and we were passing by this one pasture where this uh, horse had been living for a long time and observing us from a distance. And actually, Iko had a really wonderful connection with horses because somebody had been boarding horses in the empty property next door to ours, and her kennel was right near the fence there. So uh, they would always try and get as close to each other as they could there. But when we were walking in the neighborhood, Iko pulled on me to go over to the fence of our neighbor, and I was so surprised because the one horse that had been there for quite some time was coming in our direction, and next to her was a wobbly leg little uh, horse baby, (laughs) (laughs) a foal. And it could barely walk, and she obviously and very clearly, she said hello to me, and she said, I want you to see my baby. And she walked all the way across this field with Mm -hmm. her baby and came right to the fence with her baby to, to introduce her baby to both Aiko and me. Um, and let me tell you, I got the biggest healing just from that experience. And I remembered the fear I had about horses in the past and how that, all those images about that experience and losing my friend were all released out of my space. It was really very wonderful. Yeah, it's not amazing. You know, in every species, mothers want to come and show their babies. This happens. This happened to me in the ocean many, many times with dolphins. They'll bring their little tiny bullet. I call them a bullet because when they're born, the baby dolphins look like little bullets. They're about a foot long. Yeah, they're stuck on the side of the mama, you know, and and protected by their uh, fins and everything. And and then the uh, usually the dad uh, swims in circles around them to to keep the perimeter. And then he checks people out first and go, oh, yeah, this guy's okay. And then he gets his approval and swims away. And the mama uh, gives her approval and lifts her fin, and the baby juts out. And one time, the baby was so excited to see me. It's like, oh, what is this weirdo? (laughs) He looks so strange, and and he's really funny looking. and, And the baby's just laughing and then just shoots out really fast, taps me on my face mask underwater, and then goes going right back to mama and says, ah, I I touched it, I touched it, I touched that guy. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, those are such miraculous. It's not, you know, saving anybody's lives or or, uh, cure of some disease or anything like that. But this is... The miracle for me, for all these different types of experiences, is that there's no barriers in communication. It constantly, my relationship and experience with animals repeatedly throughout all these years with every kind of animal is one of spirit is one. It's always, whenever I get a hello from an animal of some sort, or I give one, the first thing and the last thing and the everything in the middle is about 
spirit. It's about the renewal of spirit. It's about spirit is one. We're all spirit. And we're not all bunch of different spirits. We're all one spirit. It's not just we're one in spirit. That's true. But we are that one spirit. And we incarnate and express our creativity in individual, unique ways in different bodies. But that doesn't change the fact that we're one spirit. So more than anywhere else, consistently, in my experience and relationships with animals, everywhere, that's validated every time. Uh, on one of my birthdays, um, we tend to, we try to go to Hawaii on most of my birthdays for the last, what, 20 years, mm-hmm. 25 years. Hopefully we'll be able to go this year. <laughs> yeah. We're already uh, set up for it. Yeah, we have a retreat coming up in July in, in Hawaii. But uh, uh, almost every time on my birthday, we go out on the boat and and to swim with dolphins and other friends of ours in the in the sea. And one of those birthdays, uh, the captain turns to me and says, hey, birthday boy, you want to go swim with the dolphins up north today? Or you want to go out further out to sea and see if, if there's any uh, pilot whales wanting to see you? And I said, oh, let's go see the pilot whales. Never seen them before, at least never swam with them before. So we go out several miles out to sea. And because the the spinner dolphins around Hawaii during the daytime morning, they'll they'll come closer to the shore, uh, not too close, but to to swim and play and rest and travel and all of that stuff after a night of of uh, eating. Whereas the pilot whales still stay quite a ways out. They're of course much much bigger, and um, so we go and we're going out. Then all of a sudden the captain stops the boat reverses the engine a little bit and takes out his binoculars and he goes, wow, they're coming. <laughs> and and he doesn't get too surprised, you know, with he's, he lives on the ocean and everything. He's used to a lot of things. But this time he's going, wow. And he points and says, see that white line, straight line way out there? It just looks like surf. Looks like a wave with the white caps. And I said, Yeah. He says, That's a line of pilot whales. They're steaming toward us full steam ahead. And so he he slows down, stops the boat, and then they're much closer and he goes, They're not slowing down. So he even backs up the boat a little bit to go backwards, but he goes, Are they gonna ram the boat? <laughs> Because they're in the straight line coming right for us. And they're not slowing down. And they get right to the to the front of the boat. And then they put on their brakes, swerve into a semicircle right around the front of the boat. And they're standing up in the in the water with their head out and their tails down. And they start singing. And uh, it was it was amazing. Now a lot of times pilot whales hang around with, with sharks and big sharks. Uh, so the captain said, you know, I can't let everybody else go into the water because there's some sharks around. Uh, 
And uh, but you're the birthday boy, and you're expendable. <laughs> so he says, "Go ahead, and and if you want to swim with them for a little bit, go ahead and go in, because I know you can handle it." So I went in. As soon as I went underwater, about six of the pilot whales came, and they made the semicircle in front of me. I'm underwater, kind of floating, standing up like they were doing to match them. And they circled around in front, and they start singing. They look like choir, you know, people in the choir standing up with their robes on and the books, hymnals. Yep, with their little heads poked yeah. up above the water. It was so precious. Yeah, and some of them went to sing to everybody on the boat. And uh, so this was all going on, and it was the most incredible healing that I got. And they swam around me and wished me happy birthday and everything. And then they went on to join the rest of the group to sing to everybody else and talk to everybody else on the boat above. So things like this happen, and you you know, oh, yeah, there's nothing in between us. There's no barriers. It's just spirit, spirit-to-spirit communication. And that is what opens the window to all miracles. Once you have that spirit-to-spirit contact within yourself, then the miracles can come out. And all it needs is a few of us to be able to have that together and then bigger miracles that impact a lot of people start to happen in this world. Most certainly. And, you know, one of the things that is my observation are the, the pet animals that we have, um, you know, they've they've taken thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of years to to be able to connect with us physically enough uh, and emotionally enough to be safe in our homes and to be able to live with us, if especially if they're properly trained. And many of them find ways to communicate, unusual ways to communicate with us, whether it's, you know, the dog that goes and gets its leash and drops it at our feet saying, please take me outside, or uh, whether they're communicating some distress in our dream state, which is an easier place for them to communicate with, with us. I found that uh, several dogs I've had have come to me in dreams and spoken English to me, (laughs) exactly what their wishes were. But one of my favorite stories is that um, when my dog, Iko, passed away, it was a sudden passing while we were traveling, and I was quite aggrieved by it. I was uh, very, very upset. And, of course, like anyone who has somebody close to them, who has passed, I had questions. What time did she die? What she, what did she actually die from? I didn't really get a necrotopsy from, from her, so I didn't know what she died from. And did she suffer pain? And she came into a dream of mine answering all those questions that she had died from an aortic aneurysm and that she had died at 1240 in the evening. So I found out from her caretaker that um, they had just seen her minutes before And did she suffer pain? No, she did not. And then later, she came into a meditation of mine and showed me her next incarnation. And that was validated over and over again by many of my psychic friends who says, yes, she's coming back as a beautiful white dog with a curled tail. I know many of you have heard that story before, but to me, that story still remains a miracle. And by the way, the way Aiko showed me she hadn't been in pain was she came to me in the dream 
sort of a transparent version of herself with rays of light coming completely out through her body from her heart out into the universe. How could I be sad about that? Okay, well, we are at the end of our show. Gosh, we could talk a lot about this. Thank you for joining us today during these challenging but extraordinary times. We hope we offered you a little respite from the rigors of this worldly life, inspiration to help you through these uncertain times, and some guidance to help you navigate your spiritual path wisely. We welcome you to tune in again next Wednesday for Relationship Miracles. Yes, all miracles come from how we relate to spirit and to spirit that we all are. Remember that you can join us for any of our upcoming teleclass and teleseminar events from almost anywhere in the world without leaving your home. Check out our website events calendar for April and May for details. It's michaeltamora.com. You can also reach our office at 926-2650, area code 530. Until then... Be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Have a wonderful week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.